Hello, this is Lisa Russick and Misty Lore with the podcast. We're all psychic. And today we have an incredible guest. How exciting I am. Her name is Misha. Yes. Can you guess what that short yes. form listeners and watchers? Watchers is a video podcast on Spotify. So Misha. I'll give you We're not going to tell them. We're not going to tell them. They're just going to have to fill a poll I up. Have. Yes. I'm, They're going to have to. I can put a poll on this. But first, Misha, we have a question for you. Yeah. That's what Misty was talking nagging at me about, yeah. weren't you? Yeah, Mish, ask Mish, a question. Mish, do you think we're all psychic? I believe we all have spiritual gifts. Whether we all have psychic gifts, I don't know. We kind of generalize oh. psychic as the energy work, working with mm. the energy. That's kind of how we sum it up. It's catchy to say psychic. We are all psychic. <laughs> Does that give you a different answer by any chance? We can't. Then if you, I would say if we can all do energetic work and we can do that, then yeah, we all have the capability of. I think so too. To tap into it. That's exactly it. Yes. And learning how and no, and believing you can and, and not poo-pooing the people who do. <laughs> yeah. Don't poo-poo on us. Poo-poo. Don't poo-poo it's not on us. very nice. The listeners and watchers. Mish wrote me and she wanted to be on the podcast. She is a nomad. And uh, if you don't know what a nomad is, like Misty had and wasn't like I did. Sure. She does now know. I wasn't sure. Mish is a nomad and that's all you need to know. <laughs> so Mish, how did you, have you always been raised around spiritual things, metaphysical things, new age things? Have you always been around it? Mm. Yeah. I haven't actually. Oh. So I would say, you know, I was raised around a lot of superstition, maybe. I yeah, was, I was too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was raised in a hardcore Italian Catholic family. So everything. Irish Catholic. Yeah. Everything was in relation to God. Um, we did, you know, chat to St. Anthony when we were lost our things or, um, you know, we'd have to do prayers if we did things wrong. But it was never about spirituality, really. It was mm-hmm. about morality. Catholic yeah. is morality and ritual. Exactly. I was too, yeah. For example, my mom, she was selling their cell. They just sold their house. It's been sold the first day. She took a statue of St. Joseph, Jesus' father, and she buried him upside down in her yard of the house she wanted to sell. I said, Mom, that's witchcraft. <laughs> it's Irish witchcraft, Catholic witchcraft. And she said, yes, I know. And she said, then when the house sells, you dig Joseph up. And you take them to your new house. <laughs> and when you want to sell that one, you bury them again upside down. Hey, <laughs> I thought that was amazing. Again. It sold on the first That's day. A good idea. It worked. It worked. It worked. And she said yeah. she was so embarrassed. Like the people were in the house looking at it. She's like digging up the, the <laughs> digging up St. Joseph when they're trying not to open. They don't see it. <laughs> uh, but that was funny. <laughs> But um, I was never raised around it except the superstitions too, and and a lot of the um, a lot of Catholic stuff is really mysterious. So the uh, you know consecrating the Eucharist is is like mysterious to me, and um, I don't know why women can't do it. But I go there. <laughs> I do know yeah, why because like <laughs> the guy said so. Um, yeah. So had are you still a Catholic? Did you still pra- practice the Catholicism or? You know, I really don't. Um, I think a lot of my roots are more in spirituality. And I think everything has a very strong parallel, though. Um, Instead of my God, I speak to my universe. Instead of praying, I now meditate. Instead of my saints, I speak to my guides. Ones you Uh, pick. Yeah, Yeah, so I think there's a lot of parallel. And that's the same, and I think, in all religions, right? Whether it's 
God, Krishna, Buddha, Allah, universe, source, whatever you want to believe in. There is this common theme that there is a higher being. You have disciples, saints, guides, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. them. And then internal reflection, prayer, meditation, mindfulness. So not Catholicism, not following that there was a Jesus who we, you know, saved everyone and, you know, died. And yeah. Then- well, you know, Catholicism, don't, they don't focus that much on Jesus except at Easter. I mean, they do, but his resurrection and, and his birth are pretty much what Catholics get excited about. Really? Yes, they do. They teach from the Gospels, you know, the same thing every three years. <laughs> so we don't get to learn a whole lot except what they want us to know. And uh, most of them are morality issues like we had talked about. Um, I went to Catholic school. I don't know if you had done the Catholic school thing, but when you're in Catholic school, uh, they, they, they don't like it. We just did a podcast with someone who was raised Catholic, I think. And uh, it was Joni, a friend of mine. I went to Catholic yeah. school. Yes, yeah, so mm-hmm. of course. How could I forget? And so I met her. You're like my seventh grade best friend. And yeah. um, Catholics, they don't tell you not to do psychic. You know, they don't tell you you can't be psychic or that you can't use energy or that you can't heal with any reason. Yeah, they're like, if you can do it, it's a miracle. (laughs) If they only knew how many miracles happen all the time, (laughs) you know. So listeners and watchers, she's a nomad. Why don't you tell them how many countries you've been to? Yeah, so I've been traveling. I left the United States back in 2014 for the first time. I flew to New Zealand as my first country because it was the furthest place away from home, you know, naive American brain looking at a traditional Eastern Western hemisphere. I picked the country that was the furthest away from my (laughs) Where's home? Where was home? Um, Boston. Well, Sutton, Massachusetts. It's a very small cow town in central Massachusetts, 7,000 people population. Very Love it. Okay. Um, But yeah, so for the last, it's going to come up on nine years. I've been to 37 countries. Wow. What was your favorite? Yeah. Or favorites, top five, no order. Yeah, no order. Food, Thailand. Ooh, that is so good. Mm. Um, for the cultural experience, Mexico. Mexico. I didn't realize how incredible Mexico was until I came here. It was one of the later countries, but really beautiful. Um, I also really adore South Africa. Being on a safari and (gasps) one day, the next day, being in this beautiful metropolitan city. Um, yeah, I'd probably say my top would be Thailand. Um, yeah, South Africa and Mexico. Mm. I had a friend who lit, who was from Thailand in college and he would cook us Thai food, the red curry and all. So. He did go back to Thailand to visit. Now his family lived in the mountains, you know, they didn't live in the cities and stuff. And they had like, you know, a hole that you go to to poop in and stuff like that. I mean, but you know, they were modern, but they had that kind of like going on and you know they were they had money but they yep. still had that because they lived in the country and they didn't have plumbing out there yep so um you know i thought that was really interesting but the pictures that he brought back Crazy. i mean the landscapes the, and the jagged parts and the rolling parts of the mountains and just the flowers everything was so beautiful yeah. i can't imagine why you wouldn't like it <laughs> And I mean, you have such a variety in the north. You have the big rice fields that go on for what seems like ages. And then you go south and you're on the islands and there's hundreds of islands to pick from. And it's that white sand beach or even pink Mm. sand beaches with the clear water. Yes, that's where I'm at. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm curious how you started opening up to your mediumship. And, you know, we talk about mediumship a lot on, on this podcast. Yep. How did you open up to it? Was it always there and you didn't know what it was? 
Did yeah. you know? Or? It's a good question. I So in 2019, I went to Peru and I attended a ceremony with a plant medicine called ayahuasca. Are, have, are you familiar? I know what that is. Yeah. yeah. We've talked so, about ayahuasca. Yeah, we have. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I was in the, I was working with the Shipibo tribe in Peru and I had four ceremonies and you know, I always want, I went there with this idea. I want to know what my purpose is. Like I felt yeah. very- We talk about that all the time. We want to know. Yeah. Nobody tells us. Like, yeah. why am I here? Why am I here for this? It's not to work 40 hours a week. Cause every time I do this, I feel miserable. It's not to be in a relationship and be someone's wife. Like, why am I here? And after my ceremonies, I would say about six months later, I started getting this feeling again, like there was someone in the room and I had only felt this when I was a very, very little girl. And I used to tell my parents all the time, you know, there's somebody in my closet, there's somebody at the door and I wouldn't even sleep in my bedroom as a kid. I slept on the living room couch because it felt wow. more comfortable. Closet terrified me when I was a kid, unless it was daytime and I, the light was on and then that went in. Yeah. and Otherwise so they were just terrifying. Exactly. So that's why I slept in the living room because people walk through the kitchen all hours of the night. So it feels normal, <laughs> super normal. Um, but then I started getting this feeling again. And my sister, who is actually also a psychic medium, had reached cool. out to me and said, hey, I'm a psychic medium. And I said, no, you're not. Why? <laughs> I am. <laughs> How do you know? How do you know you're a psychic medium? Yeah, like, right. Well, you you know, when I'm concentrating, I just kind of feel certain sensations. And I'm like, wait, you feel that too? Because we never talked about it, right? She's 10 years older than me. We're sisters. You know, that's just right. not a That's a big age up. difference. Yeah. Yeah. So then I was like, you know, being little sister, like, well, if you're a psychic medium, I'm a psychic medium. <laughs> no, that's how it happened. Yeah, this yeah. is how it happened. And then I'm going to travel I, the world. <laughs> yeah, why not? Like, if she if she has this ability, I must have something because I felt this way forever. And if she feels this way, I feel it was this validating way. for you, right? It was yeah. validating. It was so validating. And then I had my friend. We were sitting at um, we were sitting in Mexico as well. And I said, can I just try something? Can I just tell you what is coming to me? Because I just feel like this is something I need to share with you. And then I just started saying things about this guy. And, you know, he did this and he played this Pokemon. And he talks, he's telling me about Ruby Tuesdays, about how you guys had this really deep conversation about your marriage. And my friend was like, that's my friend, Alan. He passed away five years ago. There's no way you could have known that. And I'm like, I'm yeah. a medium. I know I am. So I my back. And there, is, I, there definitely is I when I get it, right? Uh, there's a feeling of, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't usually and think I will, but it usually happens, right? You know, and it's always surprising. Yeah. It does feel like a score. How did it, it, like it come to you, though? Well, because so I've always worked very deeply in meditation. So we actually had we were in Mexico. Uh, we were in Tulum, uh, Mexico, which is just south of Playa del Carmen, south of Cancun. And we were doing a meditation together. And in that meditation, I just felt there was someone in the room with us. And I just okay. And he was the kind of person that I knew would receive this really well. And it was, you know, only a couple weeks after my sister had told me. So I'm like, let try me just it out. try this. Let me see what this. I love it. Like, try focusing on that person who was 
in that space. And I started drawing him out. I started drawing, you know, what he looked like in my head, what he felt like, as if like he was already there in the room with us and what I was feeling yes. being around him. Um, yeah. Yes. And I, I portrayed um, his friend who had passed away and that was really healing for him. Um, yes. but I think he needed the that. Other, the other girl who was with us, I think was the one who like got me where I told her she didn't believe any of this stuff. And I said, that's fine. But I told her about her aunt and there was a guy that her aunt was taking care of, but he was the same age as her. And he looked exactly like her. I was like, he looks like you, like you should be twins. And she's like, I was a twin and my twin passed at birth. And I was like, well, your aunt wanted me to tell you that your twin, he, she's taking care of your twin for you. And I was like, I found it. This is my purpose. This is what yes. it, it sounds like. Part of it. It sounds like part of what you enjoy is showing people who don't believe that this is nothing yeah. to be scared of, and this is yeah. healing, and is real. Yeah. It's like a couple stories you're telling her about people who didn't believe, and then they're just kind of like, they, you didn't say they did end up believing, but yeah. they're still surprised and like, well, they gave them some thought, yeah. you know. So maybe that's another purpose. You're here to do this and show other people that it's it's hap- it's it's like it's happening. You can do it. You can do it. You know. Yep. Your we, sister can do it. do it. <laughs> Missy can do it. I can yep. do it. Please work on it. Can you can do it. <laughs> so how would you, yeah. um, Missy? Oh gosh, I'm like, I, I could ask Misha a million questions. Why don't you go? <laughs> well, uh, uh, okay. So your first place you went to was where? Was what? What was the first place you went to? Yeah, I lived in what uh, Auckland, New Zealand, which is New Zealand. North. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So where did you go after that? And well, what, what made you decide to start going to different places? Yeah, well, I figured so New Zealand was like my first baby, like that was a new culture, a new country. I mean, it's in the middle of the Pacific, like it was new food. It was thankfully it was not a new language. I mean, I was still. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah, very, very. Um, I chose that for a reason because I didn't think I was ready for like a first country to be like in a very super foreign country. <laughs> Yes, that would be still difficult. very British, still has a lot of British, British influence, kind of like Australia. Australia, New Zealand are kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, Don't say that to anyone they, from Australia or New Zealand. I know. I know. <laughs> and you know that better than anyone. I'm they sure don't like that. I know. <laughs> I'm that's sorry to all my Kiwis and Aussies. <laughs> they, they don't like being added, but they yeah. are very similar. They are. Yeah. But yeah, from there... <laughs> I, um, you know, in, while I was in New Zealand, I visited Fiji, which is kind of like the typical uh, location to mm, vacation to when you're in New Zealand. Mm. I visited Australia. And then I went home back to America for a short period of time to become a travel agent because I thought I want to be a travel agent. I want to travel. Travel agents don't travel as much as you think they do because they have plans to travel. Yeah. <laughs> sell people on traveling. So I did get to travel to some European locations and some, you know, a few destinations here and there. Cool. But then I caught the bug and I, my mission was to just travel. So I saved up all of my commission from my sales. And then I did a one year backpacking trip of Southeast Asia. I wow. did a six month um, stint in Central America I lived in Peru. I went to Colombia. I've been across Europe and now I've hit Africa. So I've been to all six continents. 
I'm no yes. desire to go to Antarctica. No <laughs> desire. Too cold. Don't want to do it. Uh, I don't blame you. There's there's probably not too many ghosts there anyway, or spirits. No, no. Unless, unless they're like megalodon spirits. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I know Misty's asking questions. But the question: When you were going from place to place, did you mm-hmm. learn different cultures, values, or beliefs around mediumship? Oh, yeah. that's a good I, question. I did actually. And maybe it wasn't necessarily mediumship, but with spirituality. So yeah. like even being in like Thailand, an extremely Buddhist culture. So it's about meditation. It's yes. about present awareness. It's about understanding Mindful. power, yeah. mindfulness. Um, with Indonesia, they have a lot of devotion to like the gods that help them get rain and water and and get their crops growing. So they do certain ceremonies like outside their houses. They put one element of water, fire, earth, and wind, and they put it outside their door every single morning. Wow. Crazy. Mexico, Dia de los Muertos, they celebrate death. They celebrate life and the death that is inevitably going to come. Um, You have places like South Africa where, you know, you have like shamans who will throw bones down and how the bones cross is how your life is going to unfold. So there is like little innuendos of spirituality and kind of this, this unknown source of where this information is coming from. So all these countries had their different way of showing psychic mediumship or psychic gifts. Energy. Yeah. The energy, working with the energy and the elements, witchcraft right there with the four elements, Uh, you know, like that reminds me of witchcraft, working with the elements Yeah, and magic and stuff like that. But that's, that's just as old as people, I think, you know, working with the elements. So I think anyway, um, and who knows how old people are. (laughs) So what, what is your favorite part about being a medium? I mean, we, okay. I have another question too. It's two part question. First that, and then as you traveled and, and experienced all these cultures and their beliefs, where did you feel like you fit in the most? Like, what's your favorite part of mediumship? And where did you feel like your spirituality fit in the most? You. Yeah, it's a really good question. So I would say, so I have my degree in psychology. So the idea of like a therapy setting always appealed to me. I always thought I was going to be a therapist. Um, I plan to get my advanced degree and, you know, PhD route, but I found travel and that was my lessons. That was my education on life was through travel. Um, So I think like the idea of like that one-on-one attention that you can give to an individual and allowing them to grieve and allowing them to find closure and guidance and support and assistance from the other side that they're getting every single day. It's just that you're putting a megaphone on that support that they're getting and allowing Pointing them- it out, the little things they're doing, the dripping exactly. coffee, exactly. the stain on the floor that never goes away, the rug that's always you know the window that keeps opening <laughs> so, like that's your mom exactly. <laughs> yeah. my friends will be like oh that's a weird coincidence I'm like no that's it's your not. guides yeah that's <laughs> trying to talk to you that's not a coincidence that they're is like, not thought insertion <laughs> yeah. you know they'll, they'll think like oh how weird that this is happening I'm like wow isn't that weird because that's what was meant for you. And that's the lesson you're here to learn so it's just so nice to put a megaphone on like those that one, they can't, some people don't feel inclined to want to explore those gifts. So I can put they're them afraid megaphone. too. A lot yeah, of people are very afraid, afraid of the bad, bad, you know, bad things. Judgment, the judgment is real. Like it's, yeah, yeah. it's real. It is. Uh, 
But in terms of where my spirituality, I think, opened up the most, um, I think was a time in my life where I felt the most ready and willing to share this gift. And that was in Africa. I mean, if we want to go to the history of people, I mean, we go back to Africa. We all go back to Africa. That's where all of our ancestry truly comes from. And in Africa, it is so still rooted in the culture to have shamans and have spiritual workers and have, you know, have this idea that we need to maintain our our abilities and gifts, whatever that gift may be. And so I feel like maybe it was where I was feeling the most confident in my gifts. And that's where I ended up the past six months. But um, I truly felt valued and truly appreciated uh, for my gifts when I did go to South Africa. Like before I was like, hi, I'm Michelle. I'm a psychic medium. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do sales and I do sales as well part time. Whereas like in, in South Africa, I'm like, I'm Michelle and I'm a psychic medium. And they're like, oh, OK. And like, can't, do you see on. anybody like, with me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just anyone around? What do you feel? Yeah. And um, yeah, I just feel like that was such a different perspective. And maybe it was my own fears. Maybe it was I was finally able to present myself in that manner. But I feel like Africa did that for me. That's really cool. That's really cool. Do you yeah. think there's a? Do you think there's something about the energy of the land there, not just the history of the people? It really is. I mean. There's exotic things there that there's nowhere else. It's 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 so exotic. I mean, the animals. And I mean, when I first saw an African elephant standing in front of me, <laughs> I was so connected. I was like, we are we are cut from the same cloth because elephants are so unbelievably intelligent, and because they don't have a verbal ability to communicate with us but they communicate to each other they communicate when they have loss they grieve they i mean they are incredible animals and just to see everything in its most natural form and africa was just yeah it was just there was a feeling there and specifically in cape town there is a magic in cape town that's the city that i've now considered my like home base but it's the mountain range that is like held down by the sea and it's just there's something magical there and but your energy kind of like blossoms there yeah you, it you does. feel more open do you feel like you get things more and understand things more and on yeah. a spiritual level i mean you get clearer I, communication with the spirits there and stuff like that i or, think maybe not like clear communication but i do feel like there is a strong value of community in Cape Town. I mean, not just in the spiritual community, but in the community of like, come as you are and we appreciate who you are. It's nice. And that's amazing. And that's so beautiful. And have, they live a very simple life. And it's not like, you know, people, they don't have elephants. My God, people, our projection of what Africa is, is just those like, what are those commercials where you have to donate to like the sick children? Oh, the poor children in Ethiopia who are starving. Yeah, it's not that. Please. Yeah. My God, America, poor Americans that think that's all Amer Africa is. It's, <laughs> or starving yeah. Ethiopians. Some, some people from uh, the 80s, they think that's all the whole 
Yeah. I mean, it you is. Know, it's, <laughs> Babies it's, with flies all over their face starving. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Africa yeah. is so underrated. And yes, they don't have the best economy because they haven't advanced as fast. And yes, they have a lot of civil war. And yes, they have a lot of problems. But I mean, Africa has. It's huge. It's huge. And there's such a strong community there of so many nations, especially South Africa. You will find every single nation or someone from every single nation in South Africa. Everyone gets to South Africa because it's the most prosperous country or one of the most prosperous countries in Africa in general. But there's just something magical there. And I think it's just this deep seated belief within the land, within the animals, within spirits, within nothing happens by coincidence. This is all meant for us. And yeah, I might be wrong. I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'm ready. You know, I might be wrong, but it isn't Cape Town, wasn't there a volcanic volcanic activity there at the end? It's not the tip of Africa, right? At the bottom? It is. I'm not sure of any volcanic activity. It's very possible. Um, well, I just noticed, like, I went to Hawaii when I was 18. I wasn't, I was just starting to read palms when I was 15. I didn't really believe anything. I was going on a math team trip, if that tells you anything, to Hawaii. But um, there's these volcanic mountains, and then there's water, and then there's this beautiful air, and, uh, you know, like, there's bonfires everywhere you go, and there's people flipping fires. And I mean, it just just feels like with this island, with this atmosphere of all the elements being right in your face, you know, big earth, big water, big wind, because, you know, rain, like, at 3.30 to 4, and wind would blow, like, right every day, you know. If you've been there, I guess you know. But um, I felt like on that island, I was me. This is where I belong. Mm-hmm. And I was really young. This is where I want to be. Never been back. But that's that's how I felt about it. And my felt, I, I felt spiritual there. I went off and left everybody. I got stung by a bee and I had a bee allergy. So mm-hmm. I, lay, I was laid up after all the pumping all the stuff into me for a day. I didn't get to have to take the math tests. <laughs> And I, uh, I did go out to this field near where the math team t- uh, tests were taking, being taken. And I sat at the edge of this field. There wasn't any water, just this field. And I just sat there and just like, oh, I could feel my spirit just like expanding. I don't know how to explain it. Like me was expanding. You know, energy was just, that's the first time that it happened to me. I always kept it all close. You know, I didn't know, I didn't think that way. I just felt mm-hmm. like I was pushing out. I don't know. It's hard to explain, expanding, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, think I didn't have words for it then. I think it also, I mean, now that you say that, I really think it does happen in many places where indigenous culture still thrives because you will probably, you find that in Hawaii, you'll find that in a lot of parts of Mexico, Guatemala, you'll find that in Africa, you'll find that in Asia. When you have like the indigenous people who are still very rooted, they still have their languages, they still have their traditions, they still have a very strong belief in the land that they live in. You do feel this very strong sense, even in the Amazon, like those tribesmen of the Amazon, they are spiritual beings. I mean, Oh gosh, yeah. They, they are, yeah. Yeah. Being in the jungle for two weeks with the Shipibo in Peru, I mean, they they are connected with That's all their life. They are connected with the light. They are connected with their ancestors. And it's when you find those really deep indigenous cultures that, you know, still have that influence. I do feel like there is a there's an energetic feeling that you get from from the land. Good point. Well. Yes, because it's still lived. It's still working. So it's still being lived. How, how did you end up being getting in with the tribe? I mean, I know not anybody can just go up to them and be like, "Hey, <laughs> 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 for a couple of weeks." So you, you hey. know, how did that happen? 
Yeah. So, um, I had, I had learned about ayahuasca maybe a year and a half before I found the center that I wanted. Um, and that's what I personally recommend to anybody who wants to work with plant medicine. But for me, if I was going to work with a native plant medicine of the Amazon, I want to go to the Amazon. I want to be with yeah. the work in the Amazon. How to do it. Yeah. Um, so it took me a while and I researched a lot of centers. I mean, there's quite a few centers in the United States as well, but they're very posh and they're very accommodated, which is great. Whereas the place that I wanted, like I was in the jungle, like it took us from the airport. It took us a four hour drive. And then we had to do a one hour hike. And like, we were in, like we were in the jungle (laughs) and There was facilitators that were European who had been working with the tribe for many years, and they wanted to open up their center to Westerners as well. So I chose the center specifically because they were working with the native tribesmen and that they were supporting them and being able to extend their, the ayahuasca vine to those. Were you scared? Were you scared being in the jungle? I mean, that's the first, I have a fear of snakes. So I'd be like girl you know there's yeah. snakes out there and they're they're not nice they're big it bees you <laughs> they'll kill they're you bigger than you <laughs> you know i i personally wasn't afraid of like the animals or like the environment i was more afraid of what am i going to face within myself that yeah. i is gonna bring out because yeah everyone's experience is very different and i was like okay we are going into our traumas. We are going to go into spaces that we feel uncomfortable. We are going to experience probably things that our ancestors are still working through within us yeah. um, as being in the human experience. So I wasn't necessarily, I mean, I did see a lot of spiders, a lot of snakes, a lot of monkeys and a lot of- Oh, um, no, I wouldn't mind the monkeys and stuff, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. The bugs, there's a lot of bugs, a lot. Oh God. Big ones. Bugs. Big, big nasty big loud millipedes bugs oh i woke up and i i just saw carnage like i saw a lizard eat another lizard in what? my in my <laughs> i was like oh my god this is the circle of life and i that's what happened with the dinosaurs they got littler but they still do it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it was i yeah it was the bugs but yeah i was more afraid of like what is gonna come up and am i ready to handle so this? what did so did anything happen? Did you get what you expected or what? Yes. I mean, <laughs> I did four, four ceremonies, which is, you know, quite a lot. Um, but yes, I mean, I worked through the physical body. I worked through the spiritual body. I worked through the mental, emotional. Um, I saw trauma that I hadn't been holding on to that my, you know, mother and grandmother and yeah. great grandmother and her great grandmother had been holding on and I was purging for them. and. I mean, oh, the vision, wow. because it's, you know, it's an hallucinogenic. So you do see some things that are not there and you just have to lean into pain because pain is where the lessons come in. And yes, and it was, yeah, it brought me to my gifts again. And I mean, if, if I had to do it again, of course I would, because knowing where it got me on the other side Wow. And so many other people who have done ayahuasca for, you know, mental health issues, physical issues, emotional issues. It's really, if the earth can create the sickness, the earth can heal. And I truly believe. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I mm-hmm. think it should be 
a worldwide thing. I should, it should be a medicine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they uh, can't. Remember, Misty, I told you about my friend who made her own. Now, I had a friend who made yeah. her own in yes, Alabama. I <laughs> so I don't know if this is like, if yeah. it was like good ayahuasca or if it worked or not. But now she did it for, she tripped for on ayahuasca for three or four days. I've talked about this on the podcast. And when she, we talked, we did a, you know, shamanism and stuff like that podcast. So um, she, she got off all her psych meds. She did it for mental health. She had a lot of anxiety and she got off all her psych meds. But then a year, a year later, it came back and mm-hmm. she made her ayahuasca again. I think she still will do it sometimes, but it just didn't stick. But I don't think you do it without the shamans guiding you or people guiding you to explore what you need to explore. From what I understand that the shamans in Peru, they walk you through it and you're throwing up, they hold your hair back, you know? (laughs) My friend didn't have anyone holding her hair back for three days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Anyone walking you through it, guiding you through the feelings, talking to you through the, ah, you know, and then you have something afterwards to go back to and remember to hold on to when you get the ah, you know, mm-hmm. and I feel like, you know, maybe if she had done it with someone who cared for her yeah. and had her best, it, it would have lasted maybe, you know, I'm too, I'm too afraid yeah. to go do that. That's not something for me. Um, I would love to do it. You would. I, would <laughs> I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. There. Yeah. yeah. It's, but it's, I mean, I would have to have professionals with me. Yeah, the, 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 shaman like are, the shamans are, yeah, I mean, they do it all the time. Yeah, they're the professionals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I was going to do it, that would be the way to do it. No doubt. I mean, that's got to really get some of that stuff out. Like you said, all the bad stuff, the, the good and the bad. It just is like, but a, I think that makes understand you, it's like a purge. It's like a, and yeah. then you fill yourself back yeah. up at the end. Yeah. With good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. I think it's a, a really good idea. So Misha, I have, one day one more, we'll get there. I have one more question for you before I uh, thank our sponsor. But uh, I wanted to know of um, if anyone you do you know anyone else who does what you do? First of all, who travels and and explores their spirituality? Not travelers, no. I think um, I actually, funny enough, I went to a what's called a digital nomad conference. So essentially people who are nomadic and who work online. Um, And so I do know some people who work more within like therapy or work within more like psychoanalysis. Um, But I do believe I was the one of the very few people who stepped up on stage and said, hi, I'm Mish, I'm a psychic medium. And I only pulled maybe 15 people in the audience who were like, yeah, like finally. So, so go girl. So I, I don't know anyone who's working in the gift specifically as a nomad. That's yeah. really cool. That is just amazing is awesome. you're doing that. And uh I love it. um where can they find you? Where can people find you if you're a nomad? How do they find you and get a reading? <laughs> yeah, so I'm all over the place all the time. Um, but usually I do 70% of my clients are um, virtual readings. So I can do it virtually. And I feel you a website or do you have? Yeah. That? So mishkara.com. I can I'll put that in the description. Listeners and watchers. Anywhere else? dot com, And yeah, you can book right on there. I've I can't believe I can say that I have. 46 five-star reviews on Google. I'm growing Instagram page. I'm growing, uncovering spiritual gifts. So helping people who are exploring their spiritual gifts. That's what I want to do for a living. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's, it's growing. And I just, I knew that this was something I needed to do. And the fact that everything just like 
it's like a brick, you know, it's a brick walkway and each brick just keeps getting laid out for me. And I yes, just, it does. That's how it happens. It does. Yes. And I it just, does. feel so honored at that's how it happens. Yeah. It's, you know, you, when you're in your purpose, when you don't have to try. It's yeah. like, exactly. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> right. You have good Everything words. Falls into place. She has yeah. a way of putting things, doesn't she? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You have a good way of phrasing it. things that, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like, like that. I understand better. Yeah. You are a good teacher. Oh, thank um, you. Thank you. You are. You, 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 if you aren't, if you, and you said you are doing it, but keep doing it, I guess would be my advice if I had any for you. But um, I would yes. like to thank our sponsor, Everclear. Everclear is an advice app where you, and website where you can get advice from psychics and empaths so you can get the clarity you need to create the life you deserve you deserve it you deserve it i work for everclear under the name lisa p l-e-e-s-a-p and mish do you have any last advice for our listeners who maybe they want to be a nomad psychic or psychic Mm -hmm. medium maybe they want to do that but they're scared or they don't know how to start (laughs) make the decision what would you advise oh i think i mean really One thing that I personally do when I meet other people who are living in their purpose is pure gratitude for them for living in their purpose, whether it is being a psychic medium, whether it's working in your spiritual gifts as an artist, whether it's working in your spiritual gifts as an empath, Reiki master, whatever, whatever gift you are given is just believing that this was the purpose and this is the path that you were meant to take. And when you pursue it, everything will fall so easily into place that will feel like you're not working. And that is just so important for people. That's well put. Thank you very much for that advice. (laughs) That goes for anyone. (laughs) I appreciate that a lot. Um, (laughs) Any last questions for me, Shmisty? You know, you just said it, you know. Yeah, she said it all. Oh, you, you got words. You got good words. You got good words. Yeah. I don't have any words for your like, words. Sorry. You got good energy. You got big uh, beautiful. sparkles. Beautiful. You, got, you glow. Yes. You, glow. And I, you know, and I do know that she's on the right path. I can say that. I can see that for her. She's on her path for you think sure. she, Yeah, she looks happy about it. So, yeah. 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 You seem yeah. happy about it. The listeners, you want to go find her, I will put her description in in, in the description of the podcast. And uh, I just have a feeling anyone who got a reading from you would get a lot out of it and feel a lot better afterwards about whatever. Even if they weren't feeling bad, they'd feel even better. You Uh just got that energy. It makes you feel good. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Got a lot to teach. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. Thank you, Misty. Thank you, Lisa. And lastly, let's thank our listeners and our watchers. We love you. We love you. Forever and ever. And we will see you sometime. I know we have a podcast coming up in saturday i think saturday in saturday in saturday at saturday when saturday (laughs) and listeners again thank you peace out thank you bye Bye.